This episode of Christmas Countdown is brought to you by Countdown Network. From Disney to theater to Christmas, parenting, and beyond, Countdown Network is your home for the top-ranked countdown podcasts in the world. Merry Christmas, everyone! Welcome to the Christmas Countdown Show, episode number 203. 203, not 203. That would be amazing if we had 203 episodes. This is like a, a TV thing that when you go into a season two of something, you make it like 203 as opposed to like episode three. Three. Because well, well, you want to distinguish for people yes. so they know what yeah. season we're talking about. And if, for the layperson, they, they might see 203 and go, wow. Wow, they've done These guys have been at it forever. Episodes. I wonder if really that's obsessed. how it started. Like in the TV world of like, if we make the episode number, you know, 305 for season three episode five people will think whoa they wrote, they made 305 episodes it's like when you get new checks show. and they're like do you want to start with check one or 1000 oh, i want to start with 1000 baby yeah i want people to think i i got so much money <laughs> i've paid thousands of people before they got this one check <laughs> right from me. i know that's what we did with our business account we did we yeah. did indeed so if did you we tell people yeah. did we tell people about our christmas uh business account how it was Chris Mad. It was Chris so, Mad. Yeah. Did we talk about that on we, one of the stocking stuff? We things? did it on the stocking stuff oh, episode okay. where the banker, God bless his heart, um, I think he was more excited by the fact that he was getting to talk to two podcasters. Sure, yeah. He was like, Yeah, I'm working at this <laughs> bank, you know, but I'd rather be hosting a podcast sort of situation. I was like, I was like, Well, I. Hmm. I don't, you're making more money than we are. You're doing You've better. got a consistent income. <laughs> yeah. Maybe stay here and do the podcast on the side. I don't want to give you career advice, but I think he was so distracted that he wasn't paying attention to how he was spelling things. Right. And when we got our final documents, I was like, Chris Mad Countdown? He was like, oh, you're funny. I was like, Chris Mad Countdown. I'm, I'm not joking, actually. It's a Christmas. Um, but uh, we were pretty Chris Mad about it. We were indeed. I think it was me. Ding. Ding. I was more Chris Mad. You were very patient in the situation. I but. you you knew him though peripherally, yeah, that's so fair, that I think fair. that that's, may have leaned into your. You know, those are those are years that have gone by. Absolutely. Anyway, speaking of <laughs> that, we weren't really speaking of, but let's we were speaking of anything. Speaking of high school people that uh, you don't want to talk about on your Christmas podcast. <laughs> exactly. Um, today's episode is going to be top five destinations to go at Christmas time. Yes. This is a good one. I'm this was, I don't know about you, but as per the huge, it was hard to get it down to five. It was, which is why we're doing this Patreon thing, season two, where it gives us the opportunity to share all those things we wanted to put on the list, but it also gives all of our fans out there who are loving this show so much the opportunity to get an extra episode every single week. So if, if you're like, man, I feel like there's more destinations you guys could have talked about, good news. Click the link in the episode notes, and you're going to get to join our Patreon, and you'll get a bonus episode every week. And there's a lot of people joining the Patreon there right are. now. There it's, are. It's wild, yeah. While we're recording this episode, our first episode will have just aired. Yeah. Um, and so we saw a big spike in Patreon people it's and wild. people listening. So it's we're excited that you're back here with us for Season 2 or joining us if this is your first time. Yeah. We should tell people about rating and reviewing the show, which helps us, and it helps us sort of like be more present uh, in the algorithm for other people to find us. So you're talking about us personally. Right. When and I know people like me, <laughs> it really helps me to be more present. Absolutely. I don't know about you, but that's how my mental health works. Totally. 
but make sure you do that on all the platforms, yes. whether it be Apple, Spotify, wherever you're getting your podcast. Make sure you give us yes. five stars if you think that we're worth that. Uh, and if you send us a review, uh, we might even read it on the show someday. We might. We love to read the reviews of our fans. Uh, no matter where you're at, no matter where you're listening, you know, Apple, I think, is the only place you can actually leave a review. Everywhere you can pretty much rate, I think, up to five stars. But Apple is the only place you can leave a review. So if you're on Apple, while you're listening right now, leave us a review. If you're not on Apple, shoot us a DM on Instagram or email us Kringle at ChristmasCountdownShow.com. That's the best way to connect with us directly. You can send your review and you can be put into the Santa's bag, as it were, uh, to have your review read on the show. And, and this week, we're actually doing something really fun, which we've never done before, I don't think, on the show. Rather than doing listener reviews, we're going to... We're going to talk about some fan mail. Fan mail. We We're are, getting fan mail. How people. is this? This is silly. Like it's <laughs> it's awesome, but like it, it it's wild. You know, we get people who will send us DMs or email us saying, "Hey, now I have I found something that I think you guys would love. Where, where do I send that?" And so we do have a PO box. So if you have some fan mail you want to send us, just you know, send us a DM, email us, and we will send you our PO box. And these these individuals did just that. Um, I want to start with something that that came to us from someone who's been listening to the show. I know for a while, and I think actually found out about us from producer Chris. Uh, Chris, I think, was the person who introduced Laura to the show. Is is that right? It is. I knew her from my podcast, Christmas Time in the City's Instagram account. She had posted something about new Christmas content recommendations, so I steered her in this direction. And here that. we are. I and love now that. We're getting fan mail. And now we're getting fan mail. So, so Eric, I'm going to give you this card uh, that that Laura sent us, and I'm going to sort of jingle jangle. Laura not only sent us a card, but she sent us. If you were a listener right now, this is like ASMR. What do you... I can name that gift in three jingles. Uh, <laughs> that would be a fun game. That would be good. If I we wrapped up gifts yeah. and like I shook it. And you and, have to guess what it is. Or I guess Chris would have to do it because I would know what's inside of it. And it well, be so we could, but we could do it for each other. Ooh, yeah, yeah. that's fun. And I'd be like, oh, it sounds like a gift card. So if you're a listener, I want you to... <laughs> uh, what do you think... I'm jingle jangling in this little Ziploc bag right now. Because if you guessed buttons, you're correct. You'd be right. But if you also guessed stickers, you'd also... St stickers don't make as much noise. It's true. You probably only heard the buttons. But maybe if you had that sixth sense... Do you want to hear some stickers? Yeah, tell me some <laughs> stickers. <laughs> I don't know. That's very ASMR. I know. I love that. I'm now, uh, I'm now rubbing stickers together. Uncomfortable. Let's talk about the yes. uh, card. First of all, beautiful card. I love the card. We got some holly and Ooh, uh, some mistletoe holly. on the front, uh, and then there's a, a little cat sticker with the plaid on the back. I this is a that. this is a high quality card. This is a very high quality. I'm taking it out. Ooh, I love this card. What does right. it say? For those of you that are watching, here it is. It says "Merry like a Hallmark Channel movie." How hey, on brand? That's I love so on that. brand for us. I love that. All right, let's see. Whoa, this is long and this is good. Okay. Laura says, Dear Danny and Eric, congratulations on having the most yeet bop 160K <laughs> plus follower Christmas podcast to ever come dashing through the interwebs. Wow. Just the first sentence alone. I feel like we could stop there. Yes. And, you know. That we got to put that on the website. Yep. Uh, you have jingled your way into our hearts, and I look Aww. forward to every episode. Perhaps only Santa himself could rival my enthusiasm for the sugar-coated Christmas treat that is your show. 
But I digress. <laughs> this is also a congrats on your new collab with the Hallmark Channel. I'm a big fan, obviously, of Hallmark Christmas, Hallmark Channel Christmas movies because we get enough reality from real life, and sometimes a happily ever after is mm. just what we need. It's true. I hope you like the pins and stickers I designed and hand uh, had them printed because I wanted them to exist, and I love spreading good Christmas feels. Keep doing exactly what you're doing, making people smile and laugh like we are old friends, introducing us to hidden gems like Cow Christmas, <laughs> and making sure we don't miss the next boy band Christmas special. Much love and Yuletide cheer from your number one fangirl, <laughs> but not in a creepy way, <laughs> Laura Napolitano. Hey, Napoli. Napolitano. Hey. Laura Napolitano. I love AKA it. AKA... Laura Crafts Joy. Oh, uh, thank you so much, Laura. That is the nicest card. That's so sweet. Uh, we're gonna put this up. We're, yeah. Right now we'll sort of like put it right here, maybe right, maybe, here. Maybe right yeah, there. Yeah. Tuck it in. Um, but if you, if other listeners send us cards, if we start to be too crowded on our little mantle here, we'll start putting them up on the walls and pinning them in. Yes. So please do send us Christmas cards. Um, We'll send you the P.O. box, as yeah. Danny said, if yeah, you send yeah. us a DM. Um, and that way you can send anything to us. And exactly. We would love that. And we're not just accepting Christmas cards here at Christmas Countdown. Yeah. If you have seen any photos of our new studio, and if you haven't, just go over to our Instagram. We are at Christmas Countdown Show on Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook. Or you can follow us at XMSPod on Twitter. We post a lot of videos, uh, photos, behind-the-scenes content uh, with you all. We do like to do a lot of polls over yeah. there, which yeah. you know people seem to really dig. But we... Uh, are also accepting ornaments because yes. uh, if you've seen these pictures of our studio or videos we have two trees that are lit but bare but bare they have yes. no star no angel on top they have no ornaments until today this is an exciting until moment. this moment what so uh my brother uh matthew who uh, is an awesome, awesome kid. It was my birthday in August, and uh, he just gave me my birthday gift uh, about a week ago. <laughs> and uh, Like brothers do. Like brothers do. And, you know, he knows that we have this Christmas podcast. He knows that we've been looking for ornaments. So um, my brother got me this really cool Los Angeles Dodgers oh, that's cool. ornament that's like the old sort of rustic red truck. truck. But it's Dodger blue, and it says L.A. on the side. It has a big Christmas tree uh, in the back. Um, the only unfortunate part about this is that since he gave this to me, um, <laughs> the Dodgers have lost every game, <laughs> and they are now uh, out, of the, out of the playoffs. So <laughs> hopefully— I didn't want to bring it up. It's okay. I'm, <laughs> I'm over it. Uh, now I can focus on Christmas, Eric, right. which is what it's all about. Um, but, yeah, I think— you know, it's uh, it's cool. I love that the first ornament going on my tree behind me is going to be a Dodger blue ornament. Um, so I'm going to throw that up here and, and give a huge thank you to, to Matthew. So if you want to join this cool uh, Dodger ornament that's going on my tree or or start to fill up Eric's tree, just shoot us a DM or email us and uh, and you could have your ornament on display. Absolutely. Here in our studio. You know, I ordered cool. I ordered a couple ornaments for our trees. Oh, did you really? Are, I didn't bring them today, but they're little cows. <laughs> Of because they are. I think as much cows and Christmas crossover as we can make, <laughs> the better. The better. Yeah. I thought you were going to say you ordered them and then you mailed them to our P.O. box. <laughs> or like, I would think that people really sent us ornaments. I'll be like, Eric, you, Eric, oh, we, got we got 43 <laughs> cow ornaments. ornaments. This one's from Steve. He's a really nice guy. He's from Washington. It's going up. There it is. It's going up. There goes the first ornament. I up like on that. Tree. I also like that you hung it in frame, which is Did good. I? Just like that it's, you know, it's it's sort of like right over your shoulder. It's right over my shoulder. I want to be reminded all the time of how the Dodgers failed. Uh, this hook collapsed. That's a 
That's really that's a fair word. Yeah, they choked. Some might say. Um, so if you're a Dodger and you're listening to this episode, <laughs> nicely done. Uh, <laughs> Anyway, um, let's. I, let's oh, I have a question <laughs> about that because oh, I actually gosh. got in a, a discussion with my wife the other day, okay. where I was watching uh, Notre Dame lose, which is one of my teams. So, yep. and then she was asking me to do something, and I was sort of grumpy right after they lost because it was like within ten minutes of the game ending, she asked me to do something, and I was very grumpy about <laughs> it, and. You know, not to air our dirty laundry here, but she was like, why are you so grumpy? And I was like, because Notre Dame lost. And I it makes me frustrated for a minute. Yeah. Like, I can't just be like, oh, well, even though they stink this year. <laughs> and like, uh, but they had just lost to Stanford. It was very frustrating. Right. So do you feel like when you have a sports team that loses, and maybe not every game, but big games. Yeah. Does it, how long do you think it affects you before you're able oh, to sort gosh. of like... Probably too long. Uh, but I tried to be really good about it this year because the Dodgers, like baseball is my number one sport, as Eric knows, and anyone who's followed this show for a while knows that like, I played baseball for 14 years. I love it. And the Dodgers had a, an historic season. They won 11, 111 games, which is the most in franchise history. Everyone assumed they were going to the World Series if not going to win the World Series. I just had a bad feeling about it going into the playoffs. And I know this isn't a sports podcast, but like... I don't know. I, I we I like to be very positive, mm -hmm. but I'm very intuitive. Sure, and that's that could be a conflict sometimes when you're like I I know they're gonna lose. Right, I, you but can like, feel it. And then your friend's like, "Why you gotta be so negative?" I was like, "I do you not want me to share my truth?" You know, it's sort of like when let's bring this back to Christmas. So sure. like I run into this sometimes because. I'm a very observant person and you know this drives my my wife and my family crazy is like whenever gifts start to go under the tree I'm not intentionally trying to guess what they are <laughs> it's just if I see a box that is exactly the shape of That's something you wanted of the new you know uh, golf gloves that sure. I wanted or whatever it is I'm like oh there's my golf gloves like I'm not But do you say it out loud and then does your wife is Lynn like you ruined it because you said it. I do. Yeah. See, my wife does that to me. I cannot <laughs> surprise her with anything, whether oh, really? it be like trips, presents. Inevitably, if I like try to plan something in secret, yeah. she'll be like, oh, you know what we should do is that thing that I've already planned in secret. Or like, <laughs> are we going to just do this? And I'm like... Yes, but you've ruined it. Like, you, uh, I don't want to ruin it. But she's intuitive too. So. I don't want to ruin it. Like, it's not intentional. I always say this this to my wife. I go, I'm sorry. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not trying to ruin the gift. But to her credit, I will say, like, because we've been together for a while now, and she knows the way my my brain works, yes. is that she will wrap things in different sized boxes, Smart. or she waits until like Christmas Eve. To put all of my gifts out, so sure. that because our tree is in the living room, it's by yeah. the TV. If I'm watching a football game, whatever, I can't keep my eyes from like <laughs> glancing over Just under the tree, out. checking out my tree, and I cannot help the way my brain works. So if you're with somebody like that, or you have that person in your life, you know, I think a strategy, you know, a compromise is we're always trying to work through. Disguise the boxes and make that a part of your your Christmas tradition. And and rather than looking at it as like, oh my gosh, you always guess what I get. Like look at it as an opportunity to trick them. Yes. Like and let me tell you, from someone who has a very curious brain and is very observant, I'm sure it's the same for Lisa, your wife, is that I appreciate that. I so appreciate, I know it's extra work and I don't mean to be extra, you know, but like, 
I love that like when I open it, I go, oh my gosh, a, a hoozy wusset or yeah. a flippity do, like whatever that it is. That didn't look like the box that I was looking No, at. like I love those because I love surprising people and I love being surprised. So a little, a little tip. My family, uh, when we do our sort of big extended family Christmas, they, we do a white elephant kind of thing. Okay. And my uncle one year, which I thought was just the best present, he got like, it must have been a box for like a, a table or something. It was oh like a gosh. massive box. Yeah. Kind of skinny, but like a huge like seven foot box, okay. right? And he wrapped it all up. It was the big, clearly the biggest present under the tree in the white elephant. Yeah. Thing. And everybody was like, what is in this huge box? <laughs> and you picked it up. It felt like there was nothing in it. What he did was on the inside of the box, he uh, taped like a hundred lottery tickets. Oh, and that's so cool. So it was actually a great present. I love that. But he that. like totally hid it because it was in this huge box and you were just like, what is in there? It's like the wrapping becomes part of the present. Absolutely. The whole, it becomes experience. an experience. Yes. Which I think we can all agree, like especially nowadays when so many of us, you know, especially here in the U.S. and, and obviously more developed countries, we're so fortunate to have, we have phones, we have TVs, we have, you know, cameras, we have cars, whatever. Like for me, like I'm an experiences person. Like I love things that like the phone is whatever, like I'll have in my AirPods. I'm grateful when I can go for a run and like, you know, have like my music in my ears, whatever. But like the moments that you get to create those memories you get to create with uh, with the people you love most. Like, I love that. And I, yeah. I'd i love to do like a conversation about that at some point this season. I, I think we were even talking about doing a gifts episode yeah. this season. May, I feel like I've got to have like an experience. Experiences are up yeah. there. My dad one year, this is, uh, my family used to do a grab bag, okay. which was because I had a lot of aunts and uncles. What is a grab bag? Grab bag would be if you have a large group of adults and we were all family, obviously, instead of having to buy something for each person and all the kids all got presents from pretty much everybody. But for the adults, instead of having to buy each other all presents, everybody would pick one name of somebody, another adult in the family, and then you would get them a relatively large gift. OK, I, um, I can't remember what the budget was, but probably in the, you know, a few hundred dollars oh, kind wow. of vibe, you know, nice. Um, but my dad one year got my Uncle Dave, and they both love to golf. Okay. So my dad gave my Uncle Dave a round of golf at Pebble Beach, oh, which wow. was amazing. But the caveat was he had to bring my dad with him <laughs> to play said round, and which he did. And my dad ended up oh. – my dad golfs like four times a week. Right? Oh He's a gosh. big golfer. Yeah. He had the round of his entire life at – Pebble Beach. What a which story. Was so cool. You know, That's with my incredible. Uncle yeah, it was all a Christmas present. I'm glad you bring up this. So we don't call the grab bag, but I, I think I mentioned this to you a couple weeks ago. Yeah. And this sort of this thing happened in my family last year because as our family has started to grow and maybe listeners, you know, viewers out there are dealing with the same thing is that historically I would get a gift for my brother. I would get a gift for sure. my sister and my folks and my nephews, whatever. But now as the family has grown, we're doing what your family calls a grab bag where everybody gets assigned a person, One person. essentially. So we use this website, I think it's called like drawaname.com or sure. something like that. And everybody goes in and I'll, I'll find the exact website and tell you guys later, but you put in all the names of all the people. Right. And then it emails all those people and then they go to the website and it randomly gives them a person. Sure. Now here's the thing. I understand that as families get larger, it can be hard to get a gift for everybody. Sure. But if your love language 
is, is gift giving. giving. <laughs> this feels like an attack. This feels like an attack <laughs> on me. And and I get it. Like I know my family listens to this show, and so please understand, mom, sister, the comments brother, are going to be rolling in. Oh yeah, my mom's. She texted me this morning, actually, has saying how sweet it was that I mentioned her on the last episode yes. or the first episode. Now I'm going to get a different message <laughs> yes. this time, maybe. But here's the thing: like I totally get it. I know that it's a lot to like go shopping for eight, ten people on top of your your kids. On family. yeah, well, this is my immediate family. That's true. That's and here's the thing: like. It's not because I want them all to get me gifts. I love coming up with creative gifts for people. Yes. That's part of the love language situation. So to feel like now I can only express that for one person. Feels restrictive. I feel, I feel restricted. Yes. And as my wife will attest, I don't like being controlled. I like now, freedom. Do you yeah. think that you could sort of do the one person that you get assigned? Yeah. But then do small, just for the sake of your budget, do like small personal gifts for everybody else? Or is that going to break the code and make everybody else in the family feel like, oh, here comes Danny. Danny got a gift for everybody. Yeah. Is that, I know, is I know that... the rule was only one person, but hold on a second. Hold and on to your hands. Bring a wheelbarrow out of <laughs> two for you. Yes. Three yes. for you. You know, we sort of dealt with this a little bit last year because I there were things I saw that I was like, I just I have, I have to, get to get this it. from my mom. Yeah. Like, I know that she will absolutely love this. I think that's just going to be a part of it moving forward. And, you know, maybe the compromise, you know, for my family who's listening to this uh, and then families out there who may be yes. dealing with the same thing. And somebody has that love language of gift giving is maybe there's a compromise. Maybe it's every other year or every four years or something sure. like that. You go back to. All right. This year. Everybody's, everybody's getting, getting gifts. gifts for everybody and yeah. then for the next three years it'll be like sure. a, a leap year and you know you could follow the the path of the economy when we're like heading into a recession <laughs> one gift everybody sorry everybody i'm getting one gift <laughs> and then as the economy hopefully starts to get better everybody's getting gifts again yeah and if it gets worse nobody's getting nobody's gifts. getting gifts. yeah exactly we're just gonna hang out around Thank God we got a fake tree. Absolutely. Because at least we Absolutely. got that. Anyway. Absolutely. Um, but that's something I'm glad you brought up that gift back because it's something I've been thinking about a lot and I knew I wanted to, to talk a little bit about. And if you're someone out there who's, whose love language is gift giving like me, you know, maybe try to find a compromise, you know, with, with your family or, or maybe you can say, hey, I know this is something we're doing, but I'd still like to get a little something small for all of you just because I love you so much. And this is one of the ways that I say I love you. I think everyone will understand that, right? Yes, I think they would. And speaking of gifts, I want to yes. bring this up. I'm okay. I'm going to take my shoe off and I'm going to hold it wow. up to the camera. I did not expect you to say, speaking <laughs> of gifts, I'm going to take my shoe <laughs> I'm off. Take my shoe off. Now Danny complimented me on my new shoes I when did. I walked in. This is not an ad. We have no sponsorship. Hashtag no ad. Hashtag no ad. Yeah. But I got this pair of shoes the other day on Amazon. The brand is called Hey Dude. Hey They're so- Dude. Hey Dude. Um, there's, they're starting to become pretty popular. I don't think they are brand new. But this is maybe one of the most comfortable shoes I've ever worn. Yeah. It's like half a pound. Very comfortable. Very feel Yes, feel it. It's like... How many times have you worn these? Um, for the last week. Okay. I just didn't want to get it too close yeah, to my not face. Too much. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're still relatively fresh. Yeah. Um, but... It, I was very thinking, light. this is a great shoe. They look cool without being like, you know, Jordans or something like that. Right. And they're like 50 bucks. So That's they're not, not bad. that bad. I was just thinking that I think a lot of times people say men are hard to shop for, right? Like, I don't yeah. know what to get my husband. I don't know what to get my dad. Yeah. I'm telling you, 
these shoes are a great gift. If you just get their shoe size, they they are sort of the laces are elasticy. Yeah, they're very comfortable. They're I, I just can't really <laughs> hype obsessed. them up enough. I feel like I'm you're, totally you're obsessed. obsessed with these new shoes. I'm gonna look and them up on Amazon to see. Like, do they have other colors? Tons and... of other colors. Oh, look at that. They're vel- and they're all, but they all have this sort of like recycled Ooh. plastic on the bottom, and then a cool kind of like tweed look on the front, and then a kind of design on the back. Some are on sale right now. They're on sale. Oh my gosh! We should post a link uh, in the episode notes to their page on Amazon, so people can go check these out. They sort of look like I mentioned this when you walked in. Is I don't know if our listeners are familiar with the shoes Sanook. Yes, they're which, very similar. Which they say like Sanook's like these are not shoes. Right. These are sandals because yes. like they feel like you're slipping your foot into like a flip flop yes. sort of situation. That looks These like it has are a similar feel. Very similar. Yeah. Like you don't. I love not having to uh, tie laces and just, cool. just be able to slide my foot in is yeah. great. So if your dad or your husband or your brother, you're like, I just don't know what to get them. This is just an early gift recommendation. Check out these Hey Dude shoes. Again, not a And they have them for women, too. And they have them for women as well. Yeah, equal opportunity. Everybody can get some Hey Dudes. And if you're a kid of the 90s, bonus, every dude, every time you wear them, you have to say that. I feel like that's a rule. Can I tell you, I worked with Christine Taylor. Oh, really? I had such a crush on her when I was... Young. Yeah, I mean, when we were kids, oh, like, yeah, absolutely. And it took everything in me to not, like, say, <laughs> hey, dude. I almost wanted to, like, walk up to her one day and just be like, hey, dude. Oh, my God. But I, I didn't see... I didn't do it. And then you would have kept just going and be like, you know, it's, it's a little wild. It's a little strange. <laughs> yes. <laughs> when you make your home out on the range, you know what yes, I mean? Yes, yes. That was a great show. So get All your right. horse and come along. Speaking of media. Yes. There's two things that I wanted to talk about that I don't know if you saw, Danny. I... I don't know. Um, one so is much that Darlene Love, who Ooh. we love. Love her. Christmas Emphasis on love. Yes, we love Darlene Love. Yes. She has a new song. Really? Yes. She has not recorded a new Christmas song in, I believe, 30 years oh is my what gosh. I read. Um, and that would have been Home Alone 2, right? Yes. Because she did that song. Nobody wants to be all alone yeah. on Christmas. All alone on Christmas yeah. is the last one, yes. Uh, there's a guy named Chris Ruggiero. Okay. Ru- Ruggiero? Ruggiero? I don't know. Ruggie. Um, Ruggiero. 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 Chris. <laughs> yes. Uh, this guy, is uh, he's a, a singer, kind of a crooner guy. We okay. probably really like him. And he was doing uh, my grown-up Christmas list, which is a great Christmas yeah. tune. Uh, and he apparently reached out to Darlene Love. They had lunch in a Midtown restaurant. And he said, do you want to record with me? And she said, yes. And so now she's got a new duet. So if you love Darlene Love like we do, check out her new song with Chris Ruggiero. Ruggio. 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 Chris, are you able to pull up a little sample of that song for the people to hear? Yeah. And everyone would have a friend And right would always win And love He's like, you came for Darlene Love, but you get the Ruggio. <laughs> yeah, exactly. This is my She's got to come in here. Right? Darlene. As children, we believe the sight to see was something lovely right beneath our tree. And bones 
Darlene, so good to hear 30 her. years later. Yeah. Isn't she? I think she's what, early 80s? I think no. So, yeah. She's, That's amazing to yeah. still be able to sing. Yeah. At that age. But she has a little bit of that like older woman kind of yes. vibrato. You can hear the history in her voice. Yeah. Which is great. I, I just love, love that story that he reached out to her on Facebook and said, I'm yeah. just a fan. And I, I, I went and read that article because yeah. you shared it with me. And she was saying that like she thought it was so cool that this younger generation is still appreciating artists. Right like her and so like you said they met up at the palm in midtown manhattan and and he wasn't expecting her he just said hey i'm doing this I album just talk yeah yeah and then she was like well we should do a song together yeah how cool and then and then it's happening and now i think it uh drops on november 11th i want to say the I single think comes out true, yeah really really cool that darlene 30 years later the queen of christmas queen some, of christmas some might say some might say still, some might lawyerly say yes exactly um what else what else is going on in the world of christmas media well there's a movie that really looks pretty cool this is not for kids this is definitely an r-rated movie okay but david harbour who played uh sheriff hopper on oh, sheriff, stranger yeah. things okay um he has got a new movie coming out called violent night Obviously, a play on Silent Night. Yeah, um, nice And pun. I'm going to read you. You should check out the trailer, not with your kids. But uh, it, it says, an elite team of mercenaries breaks into a family compound on Christmas Eve, taking everyone hostage inside. However, they aren't prepared for surprise combatant. Santa Claus is on the grounds, and he's about to show why this Nick is no saint. Whoa. <laughs> it's like... And I was telling Danny earlier, it's like John Wick meets Miracle on 34th Street. It really is like the real Santa Claus who's just sort of like at the I think it's late in the Christmas Eve. So he's yeah. already like exhausted. He's got that kind of Bruce Willis like, oh, God, <laughs> dealing with this crap again. You know, right. And uh, it, it's it's pretty intense, but it looks it looks very fun. I mean, I would love to be that person who gets to write the log lines for Christmas that this Nick is no saint. Like you yes. can already hear like in a world <laughs> yeah. where Christmas is at risk. Yes. You know? yes. I just, I, I love that. I mean, it sounds interesting for sure. I definitely won't be taking my children to no, see no, it no, as, no. as you said, but uh, you know, it's been a long time since I went to the movie theater in general. Yeah. And I can't remember the last time I went to the movie theater to see a Christmas, Christmas movie. movie. Yeah. So that might need to happen. Yeah. This season. Because uh, I, I would love to get out there and see a, a holiday movie on yes. the big screen. I think that'd totally. be super cool. So there's no no new Home Alone movies coming out anytime soon. You know, not, not I gotta that take I've what been I can, aware of yet. Take what I can get. So one more thing before yes. we get uh, to, to our list. Um, and as you mentioned earlier, we were talking about our top destinations to sort of celebrate the holiday season in our dream world, if we got to go and celebrate the holiday season Anywhere. somewhere, where would it be? Talking about that, I want to talk about Hallmark Channel and you know, talking about movies. So we just kicked off Countdown to Christmas yep. this last weekend. We had three incredible movies, uh, one of which was one of my selections in our Fantasy League. It did pretty which well. Which was uh, We Wish You a Merry Christmas. Pretty strong performance Very coming, strong out, of coming gates, out of the gates. And a good movie. Uh, and we got you know three other movies, Noel Next Door, uh, Kismet Christmas, yeah. Three great movies, and uh, this weekend we're getting three more. Yeah. If you're familiar with fantasy sports, like sometimes you check your lineup like on a Sunday morning, and you're like, gosh, like seven of my guys are playing at 10 a.m. Yeah. And you're like, I got to come out of the gate strong. Yeah. And our little fantasy league with yeah. Hallmark Channel has sort of become the same situation where this weekend another one of my movies sure, totally. is going to be airing on Saturday night. It's called Jolly Good 
Christmas. This one looks good. It looks jolly good. It looks jolly good. Some might say this, jolly good. This takes place in London. And really cool fun fact about this is a lot of times, as Eric knows as an actor, you know, you're you might go shoot in you know, Idaho or you might go shoot in Canada and it they're like, We're really in uh, you know, Germany yeah, or something totally. like that. You know, or or you shoot Very on a back. Rarely lot. are you in the actual place that your characters are are living in or experiencing but in the case of jolly good christmas which takes place in jolly old england yes they are in england yes they shot this movie in london I which is this. amazing because there is a certain like kind of not grittiness but like uh, uh authentic authenticity yeah. to being in an actual city and especially when the city is kind of a character oh yeah in the in the film which we've been told that this one london is a big part of the uh, of the movie, so yeah. we're excited. Well, let me tell you a little bit more about it. Yeah. So the logline for this movie is when by the book architect David hires free-spirited personal shopper Anji, he finds himself on a wild ride across London in search of the perfect Christmas gift, but finds something he wasn't looking for. Oh, boy. Now, this this is interesting. Yes. You know, I selected this movie because, you know, when thinking about our league and all the points that could be scored, you know, I was thinking, okay, he's going to be shopping for a gift, which is really yes, cool. One thing that's interesting, though, is he's running all over London. He, he wants to get a gift, but I feel like I thought I read somewhere that the gift was for his girlfriend. But then in the log line, it says this thing about he's going to find something he wasn't looking for. Yeah, I mean, clearly, I think him and Anji are going to end up together. Really? If they're the two people listed in the logline, yeah. they're going to be the lovers. I guess I just thought that maybe they were going to strike up a friendship. Maybe that's what it is. It's a it's a <laughs> holiday friendship movie where where this main guy finds out that he is solidly in the friend zone with, with Anji. Or he shows up to give the gift to his girlfriend and he's like, Hey, look at this cool chick I met and yeah, I've been hanging out my with new best friend. We've spent the whole holiday Anji. season together. Yeah, we've had laughs, we've had cocoa. <laughs> right. All the things. But maybe you're right. I, I I think, you know, maybe this this uh this girlfriend character, if that is the case, maybe she is is not nice, maybe. Yeah, she's or not maybe doesn't guy. really. Maybe we see something like she's really very mean to him. Yeah, that could happen. And maybe she's all about gifts, and the stress about the gift yeah. is not so much because he wants to get something thoughtful for her. He's just like worried he about how pressure. she's going to react. Yeah, yeah. And maybe through running across, you know, town with Anji, he's like, wow, this person like cares is talking more about the person, right, and less about the item. Maybe that's at the heart of the story. I think it could be. I don't know. And it, either way, they're going to have a jolly good Christmas. And Hopefully a lot of British accents. Oh, my gosh. I mean, anything that involves a British accent. Why am I talking like Michael Caine? <laughs> that Kane? was good. Why am I talking like Michael Caine? You know, it was a little Jason Statham as well, Oh, was though. it really? It was good. It was good. I don't know why, why I said anything. Anything. Uh, anything. I kind of went, my, my dad, whenever he does a British accent, he, he will always count. One. And it goes on, two, three, three, three four. Well, there is that like, one. Dad, there is that one. In Northern England. <laughs> there is that one British accent that is a, a regional accent within the UK. That I I don't know what it is, but it, it is a sort of it's long. It's it sounds like a speech impediment, but yeah. it's just the accent where it has that very sort of like uh, um. I'm trying to think what they say. They'll be like. Like if I said, uh, uh, let's get a tree for Christmas. Let's get a tree for Christmas. Christmas. Like yeah. they do, they put the W instead of yeah. R. 
for stuff. It's it's I, very interesting. I hope we get some of that and jolly I hope so good too. Christmas. For, I hope Michael Caine makes a surprise. That'd appearance. be great. And all he's gonna do is he's gonna walk in, and they're gonna go, "Wait, is that?" And he goes, "I'm Michael, Michael. Caine." And then he just walks he away, and that's it. Uh, anyway, the movie is this Saturday night, eight o'clock, seven central. Check it out, Hallmark Channel. This is this is just the start of countdown to Christmas, folks. And if you're wondering what this fantasy league is that we're talking about, go to our Instagram page. Uh, there's a video on there where Eric and I draft our teams. We talk a lot about this fantasy league. If you're interested in being a part of it, DM us or shoot us an email. Uh, we know that some people have already selected their teams. They've, they've submitted their lineup and points are being scored and there's going to be a winner. We should, I, I was, I was thinking about this. We should clarify for people in case they're keeping track at home. Okay. So let's say the, the thing on the scorecard is um, a funny neighbor, right? Mm. Now, we're not going to get a point each time the neighbor is on screen. You get Correct. one point for the thing happening. But if it's kissing, if it's an action, do you get it for each time that it happens? That's a great... Or do you? Or is it like once you get kissing, that's your kissing point? I think if there's different kissing locations like sure. a kiss not is a like kiss. in a scene and they they like kiss and then talk and they kiss and then talk you don't get yeah you get you get that. you get the one point for that but if they kiss they go to somewhere else and kiss in front of the mistletoe right that's points for that yeah i i hmm. different locations actions can happen multiple times yes if they're different locations yes or different scenes we should say yes um but like characters that are, that are on screen that's one and done Correct. Once, once they're in the, the film that's they're it. done. Check the box. You move don't on. get more points. But if it's an action, like say there's a scene where they're wrapping gifts, right? And in the course of that scene, they wrap four gifts. To me, you get that point value x four. I think. I, but is it going to be so? That's per gift. Do we have to see a full wrapping? Just a bow? I don't know. I feel like we're we're <laughs> we're, we're setting up a situation here. where there's going to be a lot of continuity <laughs> issues. Just. The more points, the better. Yes. How about we just subscribe to that? Like and, you know, whenever these things happen, the person is a one thing done. But any any action type thing, that's fair game. As many times as it happens. I love it. Because when you think about kismet Christmas, like, I feel like, I know kismet is a word, but I also feel like it might be a play on words. I think so. They're going to kiss when they yeah. meet. So that sort of thing. Anyway, check out Hallmark Channel's Countdown to Christmas. It is happening all the way up until December 18th. Uh, and join our league because we're having a ton of fun with everyone who's a part of it. All right, folks, it is time to get into our countdown. Yes. We're very excited about this one. This is a good one. When We're, are we ever not? I know. We are excited <laughs> about all the countdowns. This is going to be top five destinations to experience Christmas in or at, I guess you would say. I'm not sure the correct preposition. Well, however you want to say it. However you want to say it. Um, these are the places that you would go if you had unlimited money and time and you could just bring your whole family and like spend a holiday season in one of these locations. What would you choose? Mm. Uh, so let's get into the countdown, shall we? I'm so excited for this. All right, this is exciting. Uh, I'm going to start us off here. This is a, a selection that is the most out of the box that I have of my five. Okay. And it's going to be Key West, Florida. Whoa. Key West, Florida for Christmas. Really? Here's what I'll say. Okay. I've spent a fair number of Christmas Christmases, Christmas seasons in Florida because okay. my wife is from Florida. Uh, so her whole family lives in Orlando. My parents now live in Florida. So we've spent a lot of Christmas times down there. Um Florida at Christmas is it, it grew on me. When I first started going, it felt wrong. It felt like there's no snow. 
there's less of the like cozy feeling even in la where it gets not super cold there's a little chill in the air you kind of got to put a a jacket on right and still experience a little sense of the the chill of the season right but florida it's not that it might be 95 degrees on christmas eve what i've grown to love though is the sort of like um you know palm trees wrapped in christmas lights is such a great look yeah uh there's something about like the flamingos and alligators with like Christmas lights and Santa hats <laughs> that I just have grown to love. Right. Um, and Key West is sort of the most Florida y of all of Florida. Um, and so I've been to Key West before, never at Christmas, but I've been there near the holidays and seen they really do it right in Key West. They, okay. they, there's a lot of light stuff, there's a lot of things to do, the regular things you would experience in Key West. Um, but they all also have. Um, light tours uh, by train and by boats. I was going to ask about the boat thing. Yeah. Boats at Christmas time is really great. I've seen uh, a fair number of boat Christmas parades where people just deck out their boats, sailboats with you know Christmas oh, lights all fun. the way up the sail and the mast. It's awesome. So uh, Key West for me is going to be my number five selection. That's amazing. I you you know if I'm going to be the Kevin McAllister here and be like Florida. For Christmas, like (laughs) I I totally commiserate with that. Like I, I think uh, we posted a poll about this a while back on our Instagram about like, are you uh, like a a winter like Wonderland type person at Christmas, or do you like to sort of like uh, what do they call those snowbirds who like to escape and go to like Hawaii or Florida, Arizona, or whatever you know for the holiday season? I don't know something about it, but but you make it sound magical. It's got a kind of like cheesy kind of almost tacky kind of feeling that is somehow enjoyable mm. if that makes sense like no, it totally makes it's sense, it's yeah. something about like you know i used to go to a place that sadly i don't even know i haven't heard yet but after the hurricane uh it was on sanibel island called the bubble room okay. and it was this amazing restaurant that they had a whole christmas room that was up all year round um and they the all the tables have tchotchkes in like they're like glass tables and you can see all the stuff the walls are covered with stuff and christmas lights and trains and and santa clauses and movie props and it's like this amazing place but it all of florida has that same kind of like it's just kind of cheesy and leans into what it is as opposed to trying to make it feel like a you know new york or a vermont where it's like cozy and warm they lean into like we're in flip-flops and shorts <laughs> but we got our sand hats on you that's know? great i, I love it. i always wonder you know thinking about you know because for us who are in the northern hemisphere we just think of the winter christmas being a sure. cold time but yeah. so many people who are you know close to the equator or in the southern hemisphere like new zealand yeah. australia south africa whatever those are their warm weather yeah. months, you know, and it's interesting, like, you know, I was, you know, doing all this research about celebrating the holidays around the world, and it's just so different when you think about their the experience, experience. being warm. So I just mailed something yesterday to one of our Patreon supporters who lives in Australia, and I was just thinking about, like, how different his experience is going to be, is right now, and will continue to be for the next couple months, but still is a huge fan of the show, and got himself a sticker, and a magnet just for joining our Patreon. I love that. So if you want some cool merch, click that link in the episode Patreon. notes, baby. Uh, anyway, okay, so moving on. My number five, yes. and, and we should say this is this is a top five yes. uh, this week um, or this episode. So my five, and I feel like my list contains a lot of places that I have not celebrated the holidays. Sure. Um, you know, growing up in Southern California, like I've always been home 
for the holidays. Even the years I lived in New York, I always came home sure. for the holidays. So for me, you know, social media, the internet has become this sort of like cornucopia of, of options in terms of like what's happening out yeah. in the world. And so my number five is a place that I found on Instagram. Uh, it's Nuremberg, Germany. Yes. So, so as we know, a lot of Christmas traditions come from Germany. Yes. And so for me, the idea of like going to Germany uh, and seeing how they celebrate the holiday, you know, being in a, in a space where there's this old architecture. Like to me, when I think of Christmas, we talk about this all the time on the show is like, we talk about nostalgia, we talk about traditions. And for me, like traditions feel more authentic when they're happening in old places. Sure. You know what I mean? Well, you like, can feel the history of them. You can yeah. feel that, uh, you know, as opposed to Florida, <laughs> where it feels very just smack it with some paint and make it new. Right. Like if you experience it in Germany, you feel that your great, 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 great grandparents could have been in that town yes. or something. And like, oh, Tannenbaum, oh, Tannenbaum. Right. Yeah. Like they like had these experiences and it feels connected. Yeah. And I've, I've never been to Germany before. It's definitely on, on my list of places I want to go. But they have like one of the world's largest Christmas markets. It's called the, the Nuremberg uh, Christ uh, Kindles Market. Um, it's one of the oldest and one of the most famous. If you look up these pictures, and and I'm sure we'll post some photos on our social media, like the look of this market, it's just like you've got all these booths that are serving food. They're selling knickknacks. It looks it looks like a carnival, like on steroids. So many lights. And maybe the reason like this appeals to me is because I love carnivals. Yes. Uh, and when I see these Christmas markets, they just look like two things that are like my favorite things in the world <laughs> rolled into one. Yes. Christmas and a carnival. Yes. Like these markets will have, you know, rides and, and all these snacks. And it's just like, everyone's bundled up cause it's the winter. And it's like, it's so different from what I know that the thought of experiencing it just sounds so incredibly magical to me. I would love to try some of these sweet treats, like, you know, the gingerbread they have there. They have uh, speculatious almond cookies. Ooh. I know, just that word alone, word like, alone. sounds like something I want to try. I want to go have some, like, you know, some sausages, you yeah. know, some bratwurst, all the things that are so traditional to Germany and to do it um, at, uh, at the holiday season, I think would just be absolutely incredible so that's why uh, it comes in at number five for me and if you're interested or you're going to germany um it looks like the market opens november 25th and uh and runs all the way up until uh it looks like december 24th of nice. this year not so, on christmas though no they stop you gotta be home for christmas you gotta be home for christmas <laughs> exactly i like that all right. you know i saw one of these uh in i don't know if it was a post that we had made through our account or if i had seen it somewhere else that it was like one of those Christmas markets, but it had, it looked like everyone was ice skating between mm. the stations. Yeah. Like the whole floor of this big market was like ice and everyone was on skates. I couldn't, I, I remember seeing it, but I couldn't find it anywhere. So I wasn't sure what the exact uh, destination was, but it, it could have been Germany. Me too. I'm still or trying Canada. to figure out sure. where it is. You know, a lot of times I, I do my best to figure out, you know, we post a lot of reels on our Instagram of like, you know, the holidays being celebrated yeah. around the world. And I do my best to figure out where these places are. And some of them I just can't figure out. And I know that one you're talking about. It's this like big overhead shot. Yes, and it's like panning left to right. And it's like, there's, it looks like there's like a carousel. Yeah. And it's just this ice skating ring sort of weaves all around it. And you're like, 
where in the world is this? So if you know, if you live in that place, go to our Instagram, find this reel we're talking about and let us know where this is at because a lot of what I've put on my list is simply places I found on Instagram that I'm just like, I want to spend a week. I want to go to there. I want to escape in my Christmas sweaters and uh, and just escape into this fantasy world for for a week or 10. Love it. But anyway, moving along. Uh, my number four selection is a place that I have celebrated Christmas in only once. Okay. Uh, but it was this past Christmas. I think it was this past Christmas. Okay. Yeah, it was 2021's Christmas. Uh, and that is New England. Ooh. I was there in Boston uh, shooting my show, Kevin Kneff himself. Yeah. And we were there over the holidays and we went full out. Okay. Even though we were renting a house and we were only going to be there for like another month, we went full out and bought all the decorations that we oh, could to like amazing. deck out the house. We didn't do outside lights, but we tried to make everything inside as cool as we could. Yeah. And a lot of it, we went to like the dollar store and just got like the cheapest little, <laughs> you know, Christmassy stuff, but we put it everywhere. So it oh, really felt amazing. Uh, great. And there's something about, you know, I think what we'll find in a lot of these lists for both of us is anything that gives you that kind of cozy, traditional feeling yep. seems right for Christmas. And that's 100%. something that New England really had for me when I was there. I loved the the fall in New England and seeing those leaves change oh, in person. It was one of those things that I remember hearing about people being like, oh, yeah, I'm going to New England for uh, the weekend to see the leaves change. And I'm like, wait, you're flying somewhere to look at leaves? <laughs> and I was like, that's insanity. But then once I experienced it for myself, I was like, this is legit. Like, this yeah. is life-changing to really be in the thick of New England as those leaves change. And then as it starts to snow, it is magical yeah. uh we just had such a great christmas last year and experiencing it in new england and sort of we were living in uh situate massachusetts okay uh which is on the south shore um, situate kid situate kid and uh but anywhere in new england i think if you were going up to vermont would be great maine would be great boston proper is great the south shore is great yeah. all of that whole kind of you know fishing village warm peacoat with like mm. uh you know a, a a knitted hat and <laughs> mittens and sort of like trudging through the snow. It just all feels really right and good to me. So that's, yeah. that's my number four selection is new England. So good. I, you touched on something. I was just in Colorado a couple weeks ago and, you know, again, growing up in Southern California and not, you know, spending huge amounts of time in other parts of the country other than, than New York, we don't get, seasons here really it's like which some people are like god give me that like right. i would love for it to be 75 right. and warm and not raining every single day but when i was in colorado a couple weeks ago for work i was walking back to my hotel one night and i noticed that all of the leaves were turning mm -hmm. and there's something about that signal that like it triggers something inside of you absolutely it's absolutely. the wildest thing and i feel like it's something we're sort of deprived of here in southern california is we don't have a signal of things are changing yes. because it's so similar all the time. But it also has the negative effect a lot of times after Christmas or after New Year's that people get the depression oh, of, yeah. of winter, you know? So there's sort of that beautiful fall, oh, things are changing, it's the holidays, but then you also have the like the fall. <laughs> Do yes, you know what I mean? Totally. Uh, in in the dead of winter which we don't get in in california it's a fair point so it's like they say you know if if, if the grass is greener on the other side maybe the water the grass on your side that's good yes so anyway moving right along to number four speaking of places where leaves turn and they experience seasons uh i'm going with 
one of the, my most beloved cities in the world, uh, New York City. Absolutely. I think uh, New York City at Christmas time, you know, I've never actually celebrated uh, Christmas in New York, but when I lived in New York back in 2011, 2012, I was there up until I think the week before Christmas. Um, I've gone back around the holiday season in the past for, for work-related things. Mm -hmm. There's just, New York's a magical city. Like I always say to people like, my my heart is in Southern California, but my soul is in New York. That's good. I never for I'll never forget getting off. Uh, I'd taken the ferry from Jersey over to Midtown the first time I went to New York, and then I got off the shuttle bus mm -hmm. in Midtown. And I just remember the first time I stepped off that bus and felt the city. Anyone who's it been hits there, you like a bus. It's alive. Yeah. You know, you you hear people talk about like, oh, the city has a pulse. This city is alive. Yeah. You cannot understand what that means. Until, until you you're it. there. And I think it, people have one of two reactions. They're like, yes! Or, or too much. Nope. <laughs> I, uh, I'm, I'm going back to my hotel yep. right now, and I've never come back to the city ever again. Um, but New York at the holidays, and really that pocket of like late October through Christmas, yeah. like when Central Park, when you're able to get a view, whether you're walking through the park or you're like up above, like in a hotel or whatever, and just looking out over that vast park in the middle of the city, and you start to see those leaves turn, it's like you feel like you are being transported in this like capsule in this island where you're just like, everything's going to be magical yeah. for the next month and a half. Yeah. And then it's going to get really cold and, <laughs> yeah. and it's going to suck for a little while. But you know, when you see the tree in Rockefeller Center, when I was living there, my mom came out to visit and we went and saw the the tree lighting. And I'll never forget that experience as long as I live, counting down and then watching those lights come up, standing there on that landing above the ice skating rink mm -hmm. and, and watching these people skate around and the Christmas music is in the air. And, and it's not just like, oh, that one spot. It's like, oh, then you walk out on the 6th Avenue and they've got all the, you know, the big decorations that are in the, the, the fountains that are there, like the big stack of ornaments and the big oversized Christmas lights. It's like the city just leans into this Christmas spirit. And, you know, I'll, I'll never forget going to see the Radio City Christmas Spectacular. Um, I think I may, maybe told that story on season one, but I, I was out there for uh, to help my friend move uh, from New York uh, to LA. And I was like, oh, let me see if I can get tickets to the show because I'd never seen it. Yeah. And they were on the board at TKTS. And I bought the tickets. And I'd never been to Radio City before, so I didn't know. Like, sure, what... that's an experience as well. Well, my God, it's like the biggest theater I've ever been in in my yeah. life. And I walk up to our door and I hand the ticket to the guy and he goes, oh, good seats. <laughs> and I was like, okay. And he, we just kept walking and walking and walking and walking until we were in the front row. We were row A on the aisle, That's center amazing. aisle, and I got the tickets for like $69 or right. something like that. And so at the beginning of the show, the orchestra comes up out of the pit, and I couldn't see anything because they. I was like, oh, these are why these tickets are cheap. The orchestra's going to block me the right. whole time. Then they finished their song, and they went back down. Yep. And I was like, oh, no. <laughs> I'm going to have front row seats for yeah. this whole show. And it's just like watching the Rockettes perform. It is like quintessential holiday celebration yeah. and there's just something magical you, it being in the jacket and the the scarf like you were saying and the gloves it just it's a 360 experience yeah. where it's not just what you're seeing it's the sounds it's the smells it's the feel the sensation and and that's why for me uh new york has to be there um a number four on my list love it 
Um, all right, my number three is a place I've never been, okay. and I only recently found out about. Okay, but through Instagram and TikTok, I've seen a bunch of videos and pictures of this place. It looks awesome. The place is called Leavenworth, Washington. Yes, it's like two hours from Seattle, apparently. Yes. Uh, I'm going to read you a little snippet here from one of the uh, Travel Channel website. It says, The Bavarian mountain town in Washington State is so picture perfect, you'll feel like you've stepped inside a snow globe. It is the epitome of Christmas with a Nutcracker Museum, sleigh rides, and a reindeer farm where you can feed them. So there's lights everywhere. They have actual reindeer, like in the town that you can go and feed, which is amazing. They have these sleigh rides that are like a big, massive sleigh. Oh like if you gosh. have kids and you've watched Frozen, the like sleigh that Kristoff drives, yes. it's like one of those, like a huge sleigh, and it's being pulled by you know a, a bunch of beautiful big horses. Uh, you can drive snowmobiles. They have a Nutcracker Museum. They have uh, winter brews, and they, of course, also have a Christmas kind market is how it's spelled. <laughs> Christmas Chris, Chris Kind Market. That's what it is. Chris Kind Market. I love that. Uh, which is a German market for Christmas. Um, it, it just looks amazing. They also have a huge place called the Ice School Creek Center for the Arts. So oh, they have wow. Christmas shows going if yeah. you want to do something like that. It looks awesome. And it looks like a place that leans into the season, which oh, yeah. we obviously love anything that's going to do that. And I liked it says that it runs from November through February. So even if you can't get in at Christmas, you can go post-Christmas to sort of brighten your mood. Road trip. Yes. I'm in, 100%. I, I saw that on Instagram as well. I, it's like It sort of looks like a Bavarian totally. village, right? Like it, all year yes, long. Yes, all right? year long, yeah. Okay. It's kind of like, there's also, have you ever been to Solvang? Solvang, in, yeah. Yeah, here in, uh, so it's kind of central Southern California. Yeah. Um, but that's like a Danish town. And I love these little towns in America where they're like, we're going to recreate a German town or a Danish town <laughs> or whatever, and we're just going to do it. And if you don't like it, you can live somewhere else. But this town is going to be a recreation of, of a European. I feel like we need to take a trip to Solvang this holiday yeah. season. And they do the, they do Christmas right as well. Yeah. It almost made my list. Really? Yeah. I've never been at the holiday season. I haven't either, but I've okay. seen pictures and it looks great. Okay, well, done doing it. All right, moving right along to number three for me. This is a space, again, you know, thank you, social media. You know, social media can have a lot of things that are negative about it, but it can also connect you to the world and get you to, you know, see places you never would have known otherwise. There is this place that I have seen so many photos and videos of this place on social media, and I have absolutely fallen in love with it. It is uh, Quebec City in Canada. Um, there, you've probably seen this if you look up like Christmas themed stuff on Instagram and there's a lot of photos of this one, like sort of boulevard. Um, it's, it's a very narrow street and there's just people walking everywhere. And there's like these old, like wooden, uh, signs, like hanging off this, the sides of buildings and the ground is covered in snow and people are all like huddled together walking around. Um, I'm going to read this directly from, uh, the website, you know, for Quebec city is they say Quebec city's holiday season is simply magical. It's lights, decorations, and snow that create an enchanting setting like no other, uh, within old Quebec. Starting at the end of November, old Quebec is trans transformed into a real Christmas village, just like out of a Charles Dickens novel. Uh, no wonder CNN ranked Quebec city among the world's top 15 destinations for celebrating the holidays. I mean, Eric, you look at these photos and that like is, it looks it's like a, a painting, like a Norman Rockwell painting of like what Christmas should look like. It looks like 
like a world or a land you would walk into it like a theme park. Yeah. Like if you went to like, you know, the wizarding world sure. at, uh, at Christmas time, yeah. at Christmas time, like, but it's real. Yeah. And you don't have to pay like to get a ticket. Like right. you just show up and go and they have all of these shops. Um, they have all these sort of like events. There's a parade that goes on there. They're la, I don't speak French, but I'm going to do my best. La parade de juillet. Uh, I don't know. That was pretty right. good. Was that good? Yeah. It's their Christmas parade, which happens out there. It just looks absolutely incredible. There's tons of music, all the things. And if you go look up this place, like please just go Google Quebec City uh, Christmas, and you're gonna see like the most stunning images uh, you have ever seen in your life. And that's what's so fun about this list is that it's really given me the opportunity to sort of like dream of places. Yeah. It's not so much like places I've been that I'm like, oh, I had a great time there. It's like, oh, I'm dreaming of the time that that I would there. have there. And I'm putting it out into the universe yes. that it's going to happen. Yes. Anyway. Do you know in Quebec, I know they speak French, but do they also speak English? Are they bilingual? Do you know, Chris? Uh, they do speak English there. I've been to Quebec City a bunch of times. It's definitely like you feel like you're in Europe when you're there. It's incredible. It's super nice. That's awesome. Very cool. Got to do it on Gotta the list. It. It's All happening. Right. All right. Moving along. All right. Here we go. My number two selection is the city that I most want to go to in the entire world, Okay. regardless, let alone just at Christmas. And it's shocking that, I, I believe we talked about this maybe on the last episode, I've never been to London. And I love so everything British <laughs> and everything about the city of London and the country of England and all of that. And I've just have never, my travels have never brought me there. Yeah. Um, but London at Christmas looks amazing. Yeah. It looks like, <clears throat> obviously... Similar to some of the big cities in America where, you know, there's lights everywhere, there's ice skating rinks, there's Christmas markets. But then there's also something about British Christmas traditions that I love. Maybe it's because of watching, like, Love Actually too many times. <laughs> but, like, I love the idea of, you know, the little paper crowns at, at Christmas time. And I love, you know, uh, like Harry Potter, like, movies being played and sort of the Christmas aspect of that, that whole vibe. I just, I want to go to London so badly <laughs> for any, any reason at all, but especially at Christmas would be the most amazing time to go. So you know who you might run into there? Who's that? Angie. That's right. Angie might be there. Unless she's moved back. Very possible. With her book writer, Bo. May, that's right. We don't know, or not book writer, I guess he's an architect. Architect. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Uh, it's, it is magical and it may, yeah. I may be talking about it here uh, here here momentarily. <laughs> uh, London, yeah, London at the holidays. I've actually I've never been uh, at Christmas, but I've been in sort of the the season sure, of sure. Christmas, and it is pretty pretty darn magical. Um, okay, so my number two is a place that honestly I didn't know existed in the world <laughs> until probably a month or two ago. So I want to thank social media for introducing uh, this next place to me. There was a user on TikTok who posts tons of videos of this place, not just in the winter, but in like, you know, other times. But at wintertime, this place, Lapland, Finland, Ooh. looks like it, it looks like the North Pole. That's awesome. And they consider Lapland to be Santa Claus's home you can go there you can meet him it is all the way like up in northern finland it's in the arctic circle whoa when you look up like whoa. videos and photos of this place like <laughs> yeah you legitimately 
feel like if you were walking around, like Santa Claus might just come walking out of a door, like he was going to grab himself like a cup of coffee. Yeah, and like just came walking out of his favorite coffee. Like it feels like Santa's village. Yeah, is is really what it feels like. They have uh, these reindeer, you know, much like you were talking about with the sled thing uh, out in Washington and Leavenworth. They have a similar thing in Lapland where they actually because this is like. I think their natural habitat sure. for reindeer. Yeah. Um, they're out there. They're walking around. They're pulling sleds. It's just like go to our Instagram page or just go to uh, Instagram and look up Lapland, Finland, and you are going to see some imagery that is going to absolutely blow your mind. Um, like you can you can mail letters to Santa in Lapland. Awesome. Um, you can meet the elves and enjoy a festive experience and. I don't know how to pronounce this. I think it's Rovaniemi, uh, which is the official hometown of Santa Claus. And like, he's got like the, the whole, the cavern that Santa Claus lives in. You can do snowmobiling. There's winter adventures. Uh, they've also obviously like, I think they get the Northern lights up there as well. Yeah. Like everything about this place. It's just like, take me there, Drop me off for two weeks, and I will be so massively married. So I've never been, and hopefully when I go, <laughs> it lives up to the expectation. Because yeah. this imagery that I have seen has just absolutely made me fall in love with this place. That's that a is good one. I love how fun. I love how northern it is. So if, far, because I, I just looked at it on a map, it is definitely within the <laughs> the Arctic Circle. It's about as uh, about as north as you can get without being at the pole. Yeah, it sort of makes me think of uh, just the movie uh, with Klaus. Did yes, you end up watching yes, that? Yeah. Where like he gets sent off yes. to this like island all the way up in the north and there's this guy who yeah. lives out in the woods. That's sort of, I wonder if that was the inspo. Maybe. For, yeah. for uh, we'll have to look that up. Yeah. That yeah. was a good flick though. You told me about that. Yeah, it was so good. Um, all right. So we're to my number one selection. This is a place that I have spent Christmases in uh, and I just don't think that it can be beat. Mm. Uh, it just is... Uh, it's New York. New York City at Christmas is just perfect. It's all the things that we've talked about in earlier in this list. It's the lights. It's Radio City. It's the tree. It's the tree lighting. It's the ice rinks, both in Rockefeller Center and in Central Park. Yeah. Um, it's the shows that are happening. It's the fact that like Broadway does extra shows, so Broadway's even more like mm-hmm. kicking and alive. Um, it's the Christmas specials that are being filmed, you know, and it's, it's just all of those things. The restaurants all lean into the season. There is that, you know, we sort of have talked about it before that Christmas brings that feeling of people are just a little nicer and they just smile a little bit more. And it's true. New York gets that. New York sort of has this, you know, reputation for being hard and, you know, gritty and everything. But at Christmas, it really lightens up. It really yeah. has a feeling of like help your fellow man kind of vibe. And it just, you know, uh, there's something about waking up with some snow in your backyard and, you know, in New York or like going sledding with my kids in Central Park was oh. like one of the greatest memories I've ever had. Sounds incredible. Um, going ice skating with my kids and my wife in, in Central Park. We just have so many great Christmas memories. We used to always, we when we lived on 85th Street, we would go and the uh, Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade, they line it all up on Central Park West. And we where it would end, so where Santa was, because he ends the parade, was right at the end of 85th Street at a, of our block. So we would go down before the parade was starting, and we'd see Santa in his sleigh. So and it was cool. really great. My maybe most favorite 
picture that I have with my daughter was in this little apartment that we had in uh, in New York. And it's at Christmas time. I have like a, a red plaid robe on. She's got like a little, you know, turquoise little robe. And we're dancing. She's like st- standing on my feet and we're like dancing the Christmas music yeah. right in front of the tree. And the, like the lights are kind of shimmering off the, the walls. It just is... I love Christmas in New York more than anything. And uh, yeah, so New York City can't be beat. Do you think you like it so much? Because like when you think of like Christmas, your children were so, they were young. And yeah, they were growing formidable up. Formidable ages, yeah. Formidable ages where you were creating these memories, like yeah. that photo you got, you know, with Sophie and all that. Like, do you think it holds a special place in your heart because it's like, the early childhood memories of your kids at the holidays. Yeah, I I think definitely. I think, you know, it is its own thing, but it's the reason it's number 1 for me is that, you know, mm. had we spent most of our Christmases in Chicago or uh, out here in LA even, I think we've spent probably more Christmases in New York because we lived there for 2 years, there another year, and there another year for when I was doing Elf. Like we've spent at least 4 or 5 Christmases in New York of my daughter's, you know, 12 year old life so wow. it's about you know half and half it just it's uh it's just the best and yeah, yeah. The, i think those memories and and the experiences with my kids um and even with lisa before we had kids living living in new york and sort of having those experiences of being a young married couple and living in new york was just it's just spectacular yeah, I love that story you told of when you guys got your Christmas tree down in Union Square, yeah. right? And then you took it on the train. We took it on the train all the way up to 181st Street or 191st Street. And we also got that tree on Thanksgiving night. So it was oh, like wow. we were like the first people to buy a tree. And we put it right. We carried it right on the, the 1-9 train. And everybody was like, the tree smells so good. <laughs> and other people were like, it's not Christmas time yet. <laughs> no, but, but it was good. That's so cool. Yeah, and I, And I ask you that because... You know, I'm looking at my list here and I had I had a location at number one, which is which was London. I I love London. You know, in general, I love London. Like it's just one of those places that just I feel connected to. And and I've seen it lit up at the holiday season. But, you know, hearing you talk about New York, hearing you uh, sharing about why it's so special to you, it's made me think about like what destinations are most special to me yeah. around the holiday season. And I think as I get older, and I'm sure many people around the world experience this, is that like we have those big dreams of the places we want to go. Like I would love to celebrate the holidays in Germany and Canada and Finland and see these places and see how other people decorate for the holidays. But what I'm realizing more and more every day and, and, and you sharing your story about New York makes me realize that the number one destination that I want to celebrate Christmas is at home. Yes. You know? Like for me, you know, though, as I shared earlier, California is what it is, especially Southern California, where I've grown up and spent, I think, every Christmas morning in my life I've spent in Southern California. But also, I can't think of a bad Christmas morning that I've spent in Southern California. And especially now, over the last few years now that I have, you know, kids of my own and, you know, my wife and I talk about this a lot. I'm always like, I want a white Christmas, you know, and she's like... Do you, are you thinking about packing up all the gifts? Are you thinking about all the things that we're going to yeah. have to do to like make Christmas morning happen and make it special for, for our kids? And, and the truth of the matter is, no, I hadn't thought about those things. You know, I was so wrapped up in like my vision of what would make a great Christmas, but my, my vision of what makes a great Christmas isn't just about me anymore. And, and more so 
it's about my children and to be able to get that photo in our living room you know year after year i'll get choked up talking about it of like watching our kids grow up you know and sitting in front of our fireplace in front of our tree like that's that's special you know and so i i think it's a it's a reminder and i'm grateful that you talked about new york in the way that you did because I was going to go big and bold and, you know, <laughs> other side of the world and let's see it all, baby, which is still a part of who I am. But like my priorities have shifted. And I think a lot of us, I'm sure a lot of our listeners feel that as well is that and it can be uncomfortable at times. Yeah. Right. To, to watch your priorities shift. Yeah. Can you're like, I'm changing. Yeah. You know, it's like the Grinch. You yeah. know, you're like my my when your heart grows yeah. like. I think we assume that like when our heart grows that like it's an easy, happy experience, but sometimes it can be challenging because you feel everything so much more. And so like, I think for me, I was like, I'll pick London because that's safe. But really my heart tells me home. Like that's the number one destination for me is wherever home is, wherever my, my kids are, wherever my wife is, wherever my, uh, my folks are, that's where I want to be. So anyway, I didn't expect to, Shed any, shed any uh, tears this in this good. episode this but a strong uh, ending i love it alas here we are so um so if you're feeling that call to just be home don't feel like you have to go somewhere don't feel like you have to be rushing all the time you know chris um sent us a message the other day that really connected with me um he said like i talked about like here we go and he was like enjoy it because it's going to go by so fast yeah. And like, it really stopped me in my tracks. And I was like, oh my gosh, you know, we've been doing so much buildup to season two of this show and all our social media that like life has become so centered around Christmas that the next nine weeks could explode by and I might find myself on New Year's being like, I didn't even feel Christmas. And so I wanted to sort of make that active change here and, you know, and lean into like what Christmas is about. And I would encourage everybody out there um, to do the same because those are the moments we love and those are the moments that connect. And I think that, you know, these places that we've talked about, if any of the reasons that we picked them resonate with you, look about what it seems to be less about, you know, I actually want to be in Key West or London (laughs) or whatever. It's more about the feeling that those places give you. And anything like that can be recreated at home, you know. And so if you are somebody who's saying, oh, man, I wish I could travel, but I don't have the money for it or the time or whatever reason you can't travel find the things that you would want to travel for and try to recreate them at home. You know, look for whether it's, you know, doing a tradition from England, if you really wish that you could go to London, or if it's, you know, if you like a a Florida Christmas, finding some, (laughs) you know, flamingos to put in your front yard with your Christmas decorations, whatever it is, find those things that, that bring out the emotions. Cause obviously that's, that's the best part of the holidays. That's what makes it Christmas. That's the spirit of Christmas. Absolutely. That's the spirit of this show. Absolutely. And I think had we had a fantasy football countdown for this, you would have got points right there. Oh, you think? Oh, for tears. That was. (laughs) That'd be like finding the true meaning of Christmas. Oh my god, it's great. It's so. It'd be fun if there are listeners out there who are like actually doing their own fantasy league on the side, and they're like, (laughs) every time Danny cries, we get a point. Uh, Oh, that's funny. All right, folks. So that was episode two hundred three. Just so you know. It is now 62 days until Christmas, the day that this comes out, 62 days. We are getting closer and closer. Make sure you come back for our next episode, which is going to be 
top five traditions at Christmas. Yes. From other places. Traditions from other places. Correct. We're sort of keeping this week is all global. Worldwide, baby. So make sure you uh, rate and review us. Follow us on all the social media. Check out our website, ChristmasCountdownShow.com. You can see some merch stuff there. Join the Patreon. Thank you so much for supporting us, for listening, and we will see you on the next one. But before we do, we always say Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays. Bye, everybody. See ya.